put on some Cardi's and bus. I put on some Cardi's and bus. I put on some Cardi's and bus. We really do it in public. Do it in public. Oh, yeah. We really do it in public. The Randy Moss episode. That's nah, gross. fuck that. Because it's Fat Tony Day in Houston, man. Damn, y'all on episode 84? We're on yeah. episode 84. Y'all done drank a lot of beers in these episodes. We huh? have shit, we man. We drank a lot of beers last night. <laughs> someone, we should pay, once we're big enough to get like interns, we'll probably have someone watch every episode and count how many like beers we've had individually. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be a good good uh, time waster for an intern it'd be a real eye opener <laughs> yeah oh shit <laughs> well I'm drinking a little more than I'm you because yeah because yeah, like for the first 50 episodes this guy couldn't drink I played catch up <laughs> uh, life trouble with the got you. Tr- trouble with life <laughs> got you got you hey man we all go through it yeah that's Ain't right shit. it happens but like I said it's fat Tony day uh you, you got the you got the day from the city from uh, from the mayor's uh, was, uh, Turner Mayor Turner yes yeah, Sylvester Turner, Turner. Sylvester Turner. beautiful man I can't believe that shit like to get that kind of honor from the city where which which is something like my opinion growing up I would never think that they would even fuck with rap music yeah but I think city of Houston really embraces a lot of rap artists like. I've seen little Kiki in that office, Zero in that office, Bun B in that office, Slim right. Thug in that office. Like, it's it's really cool that they recognize how culturally important Houston hip hop is. Yeah, and and the like what it what it offers to Houston in general, and like hell yeah, yeah. how much it's created. Our, our identity is is based on a lot of our, our music here. You know oh, yeah. exactly. And it's not just like like our our identity, but like what people really pull from. Like, like, like culture wise like, yeah. like, like in, in the like in the film and everything like, like Houston and rap just go hand in hand sometimes you know from people's outside I think a lot perspective of you connect the two like they're very mutually exclusive when you think of Houston like you think of the rap scene that came from Houston because it's yeah. more than just the music like the music obviously but then the entire culture that went along with it. And if anyone deserves a day, it is you because you aren't your typical Houston rapper, you know? Yeah. Like, Thank like, you. Like you. You break that mold and, and you, I wouldn't even, you're, you're a musician in my eye. Like, like you're not a rapper. Like, like you take music to, to different places. And I, that's why I really, like a lot of your messages resonate with me. I really fuck with your music. Man, do you feel that way? You're not going to be ready for my new album that's coming out in September. Oh, it's called 10,000 Hours. That bitch is diverse. It's got a country song on it. Uh-oh. It's oh, got shit. like an electro punk song on it. It's got a lot of rap shit on it. It's got some singing on it. it got a spoken word track on there it. There we go. So, yeah, we're going to really like di- di- diversify it. It's, it's, it's like my little love below. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how, like, when did you know you were getting your own day? Like, did they call you like, hey, do you want a day or do you even get an option in that? <laughs> I found out, I want to say maybe a month ago. Yeah. And the person that called me from downtown asked me for like my bio and like all this stuff, sent it in. And then she like sent it back and was like, yo, they approved it. Like, we're, we're going to make it happen. So and is that what they put like on the proclamation? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's freaking crazy, um, man. I when I just picked it up, I like got it framed. Nice. I'm about to hang it up in my house. Nice. I would I would imagine something like that came hanged, but or not uh, hanged, framed. framed. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, no, nah, it don't come framed. 
Really? They they give that bitch to you in a folder. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. It's it's like a big Just piece a of Mignola. paper. Very about 17 <laughs> in a motherfucking folder and they like, here you go. It's up to you to frame it. Yeah. So you can really just like how much you really care about you it. Care. It's like, it's like what what I what I graduated and they give you like the fucking diploma thing, but exactly. it's, it's empty. Exactly. You, you gotta go pick up the diploma in a couple weeks. Exactly, bro. <laughs> like, and they give it to you in a little folder. <laughs> but so uh what does Fat Tony Day mean to you and how should people celebrate it man great question I would say honestly do whatever the fuck you you feel man like I would man I would say it's kind of a cliche if you just want to use that day to jam my music which I think you should you know get into everything that I do I really appreciate it but really be your motherfucking self because that's how I got that day doing me not, not enough people are themselves yeah, a lot of people want to, like, imitate and copy shit, and I think that that never works out. Like, every project that I've ever done that really worked out well is when I'm being 100% myself and not compromising and really putting my all into it. Because, you know, being an artist, I feel like you're always swayed to want to go a different direction because people think it might be more popular or more commercial or more accessible, mm-hmm. whether that's your actual song or your look or just or people you associate yourselves with. And I think that that's cool if it's a natural fit, but if you're doing something that don't feel natural and you know, Gus telling you to go the other direction, like it's not worth it. I had my homegirl last night come up to me saying that this guy wants her to be in his like his like group and yeah. it's like a group that's mixing like hip hop and pop punk or some crazy bullshit like that okay. and um she was saying that like she can kind of fuck with the punk side of it but the hip hop shit she's like I'm not like I I ain't a hip hop person I didn't grow up fucking with that music or that culture and, and, to make I, her and I feel kind of like yeah they, 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 they're trying to make her the rapper in it yeah. they're like basically trying to make her like a fucking like SoundCloud style rapper her like name is like gonna be like I don't want to put it out there yeah, yeah, right, I'm right. gonna definitely be shitting on him um, but <laughs> her, like, her, like, Sky name is like yeah it's, 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 it's like Gucci Gucci or yeah. some bullshit like that right and uh, she was just saying that she don't feel right doing it, but but this guy is like really trying to invest in it and like make it a thing. And I told her it's not gonna work out. Like if you if if you come to me to tell me about your new project and right. the first things you say is you on the fence about it, it's not gonna work. Right. It's it. You're you're already not in the right headspace to to, to join something like that if yeah. you're already feeling some type of way about it. Speaking of those dumbass names, I saw like, <laughs> I saw a guy promoting his stuff on Twitter. His name was Lil Sauce, and I was just like, so I just yeah, he disrespects Sauce Walker like that. But like, that's what like that's it's so clearly like he just thought, what are two words I could put together that'll yeah. make me like marketable right now in this uh, hip hop climate? And then I continued. Then I was like. How do you find fulfillment in that? Like, at what? Like, I'd feel like you gave up at the name, and so everything else you do is just gonna be a gimmick. And like, where is the? I won't pride? say give up. They phoned it in. Yeah, yeah. When you like, where's the pride? Where's the like? Bo- people, people I don't know. Can tell when it's phoned in. Yeah. Any with anything, you can tell when something's phoned in. Get off the boo boo, man. Start sounding fun. A little sauce, not yeah. a lot of sauce. Just a Get little bit. off the boo boo. Um, it ain't gonna work out for you. I promise you. But this ain't nothing new. Like. Every five years, there's a new trend in like hip hop that everybody's trying to hop on the bandwagon of. Right now, it's clout. Back in my day, it used to be backpack rap. It's it's. 
back in our day, it was also the H Town sound when like when like Houston shit was really on the radio. Yeah. So many niggas was coming out the woodwork talking about slabs and candy paint, and it's really yeah. not them. Yeah. Nigga, please go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to uh, like when you're from Houston. It's one thing to like mention it and all that. But if you're not really riding candy paint and all that, just yes. slow it down. Everyone, know, everyone sees you, man. <laughs> I, I never came out with music like that because. I started rapping while that was hot. Yeah. And I just felt kind of like, why would I try to sound like everybody else? Like, maybe if Houston wasn't on the map, I would have came with a super H-Town sound because it would be the left field shit. But at the time that I came up, the shit was was so mainstream, it would be corny of me to try to come out there rapping like Paul Wall or some shit. You just end up getting lost in the the motion of it all. Yeah. You're just another H-Town sound. Right. Houston shit's good because yeah. we sound so unique. Like people like Devin the Dude or Sauce Walker. Like these niggas sound very it, original. Exactly. So it, like like you can hear that like that that H Town, but they all have their own sound. Where it's yes. like you can't really source H Town as one particular like, like melody or this this or that. Like it's all it's a bunch of different people like doing a bunch of different dope things. Fucking right. That's always what's what made us tight. That we all come out like fucking a Starface record to a UGK record, different vibe. Mm-hmm. Yes, completely, and in, in two different and in the, but still well respected. Yeah, like, well respected, but completely different vibes. But well respected H Town rappers. Yeah, like it's just it's, it's just a beautiful thing. That's why so <laughs> it's so gorgeous when they all hop on a track, right? I love shit like that. <laughs> that Southside still holding remix. Oh hell yeah! Shout out Ill Faded. Shout out yeah. Ill Faded. It's amazing. You know you know what that beat. That was going to go on one of his albums, and I think he made a song to it, but he didn't like it, and he was going to toss that beat away, and I was like, bro, this beat is amazing. You need to fuck with it. And that was like years ago, like maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he like ended up fucking with ESG on it, and voila, that shit's jamming. Hey, two years later, it's like, don't give up on a good thing. Straight up. Uh, Something that we talked about before we got on here, and I wanted to reiterate, is you are a busy or hardworking both as man uh, the last it's time we talked to you you weren't a game show host you to my knowledge weren't working on a movie you know and, and now you, you're uh, you're you're working on this uh, what's it uh, what's it called the, what's the movie called it's called um, what the fuck uh, more than a feeling more than a feeling yes yeah, yeah. yes we, we just shot that so um Actually, that movie was written by my buddy Cal and his friend Bud. Cal is the boyfriend of Stephanie Ward, who's the creator of Thrift Hall. And he had me read for this part. I ended up getting it. And we just shot it a couple weekends ago. And it was hella fun. You know, like being acting isn't. Acting is, is like really new for me, right? Yeah. And it's not something that I ever like pursued hard and like fanned out over super hard, but it's really fun. It feels like a good fit. And I like being able to do it with friends because I'm not coming into it like desperate or like, oh, it's my only hope or, yeah. I, or, or I need a big break. I like coming to it just to have a good time. And I mm-hmm. think that is making the whole thing a hell of a lot easier. Nice. And so, like, and sorry, Cal, that I blanked out on the movie title. You <laughs> just shot that bitch. It, it's hard out here. <laughs> yeah, well, there was there was uh, issues with the financing, huh? For that one, 
Yeah. So, all right. So when when I signed up for it, we had a financier who came to one of the table readings, and um, I was like kind of impressed that he like got money behind and like all this shit. We fucking shot the film, and and it's a uh, short too. So it only yeah. took a couple days. Um. And then after it, when I saw the Indiegogo, I was like, whoa, you didn't get the money for this? I didn't know that the financier backed out. Oh, word. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't know because I feel like that might have hurt the morale of people. Yeah. And it, and it didn't show on set. Like, shit was fully professional. Yeah. Hella camera crew and all that shit like there, craft there services were no, yeah there was no sign <laughs> fat tony doesn't want his his yellow m&ms to touch the red ones okay <laughs> there was no sign that, uh, there was no sign that like shit was going left like yeah. going bad you know what i mean and i gotta really applaud cal for keeping it professional and, and not letting us find out but yeah, so the financier backed out, just like started ghosting him to stop responding to texts and calls yeah. as, as like we got closer. It's like the shoot date. And Cal fucking maxed out his own credit card to, to make it happen. Damn. So uh, yeah, go Believed out and support that. Uh, go ahead and hit that. Movie stars me, Molly Mitchell. I forgot we weren't live. The movie stars me, Molly Mitchell, Johnny Pemberton, Bud Diaz. It's it's hella funny. It's it's kind of based on a true story too, and it's uh, kind of dark. It's all about death. Okay, I, okay. I like that. It's it's basically death. three niggas at a uh, funeral trying to figure it out, and uh, one of the homies is like really getting on my last nerve. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he wants credit for discovering what was troubling the dead guy who was our friend. Did you have to, like, like get into, like, what, what was your, like, getting into character process? Basically just getting to know Bud. Yeah. Um, Bud and Cal wrote the film, and most of my lines are just w- between me and him. I'm playing the friend that's trying to calm Bud butt down and get him back to his senses and remind him that we're at a funeral and, and he can't be like <laughs> <laughs> fucking spazzing, out. spazzing yeah. out you know basically in this movie there's a guy that passed away who was our friend and this this girl played by Molly Mitchell claims that she had a vision or like a premonition that told her to go look for him in this random place and she goes there and finds him dead in his car he just killed himself right so everybody is like really praising her and like thanking her like yo thank you so much for like giving us closure and like helping us figure this out and this whole thing is like really sad and all really hurt right this is a guy that we all grew up with and at this funeral we haven't seen a lot of our friends in many years basically since like high school yeah. and Bud's character feels like he's a total loser because he feels like his life didn't pan out the way that he wanted it to and he feels like Molly Mitchell's character is taking all the credit for it when in actuality he went to the guy's mom's house got on his computer logged into his bank account saw the last transaction and figured out that he was in this location and yeah. told the guy's mom in his mind, he thinks that the mom told Molly's character, and that's how Molly found this guy. And he's pissed off because he feels like she's taking all the glory yeah. when in actuality he's just being a fucking dickhead. And it was good. Yeah, when it really doesn't matter, <laughs> it like, really yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. But that's where the dark humor comes in because like no one yeah, thinks that he's a to, loser. To feel some type of way, and then and then for him to be hard on himself and stuff like that sounds interesting. Yeah, man, this is going to be cool, and Bud is hella funny. Johnny Pemberton is incredibly funny. Johnny Pemberton was a fucking phenomenal guy to work with. He is so witty and so quick, and he was so pro. Like, 
he like came to one of the table reads, stayed for like 20 minutes, dipped. I'm like, all right, this nigga got a busy schedule. He not fucking around. Came on set right before we shoot the first scene with like all three of us talking. He's making up shit. He's like making up a backstory for his character and it's like firing off all this stuff that actually changed the dynamic of his character right. and made it really, really work. And he did this shit like... He like freestyled it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And, and he's you know obviously an, a fucking great actor. And he's where is he he's from? Been in uh, a lot look, of shit. He's he's in the Twenty One Jump Street movies. He's he's in a bunch of shit. Check okay. out his IMDb. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, when I, I saw you post a picture with him, I was like, yo, that guy is is, is funny. Like in, in everything he's in, that because he has that straight face. Yes, yes, yes. He, <laughs> he can sell it. He sells it with his face. He was killing it. <laughs> it was incredible, bro. Like. Shout out to Johnny Pimpton, man. I ain't never met a nigga like you in my life. But so then we go from the movie now. You're a game show host. Oh, yeah. What? So me and... Uh, Literally, I think that happened like two or three weeks after our interview. I was like, he didn't bring that up at all. <laughs> that was just like, you know, at the time, we were just trying it out. Yeah. Stephanie Ward worked at Super Deluxe at the time. She has, she has since left to go do her own thing. She created the show, brought me in... Uh, I made some tweaks, brought me on as like a writer and a host, and we shot the first few episodes and just just to see what happened, yeah. you know what I mean? And luckily, people have been really loving it and giving us a lot of positive feedback, and now it's our thing. You well, know? Was that something that you were kind of nervous about? Because that, like, that's not on your bag, you know? No, like, like wasn't the- wasn't nervous because... We had met a bunch of times, and I did a screen test for it. Nice. I felt really good about it, and um, I felt really good about my friends that I brought on to the first couple episodes. And, um, yeah, I, I just went into it like, oh, I feel good about it. Let's just try it out. If, if it works, great. If, if it doesn't work, that's cool, too. Right. Um, yeah, it seems so like it wasn't, fits wasn't you nervous. Because <laughs> I'm not really like doing anything super out of character. I'm I'm really right. just hanging out with my friends at the thrift shop, laughing at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, that, that Zach Fox episode was goddamn hilarious. That's probably one of the best ones. Honestly, that's that's uh, that's my favorite. I, I didn't one. know the uh, I didn't I wasn't familiar with the other person on it. So that other dude, he's a rapper named okay. uh, Nagasi Armada. He was in a rap group called Supreme with my longtime producer, Shaka, a.k.a. Tom Cruise, GoldenEye. They were in this rap group that I loved back in high school because they were affiliated with uh, Merz, who was, was like my favorite rapper back in the day and is like a, a good friend of ours now. Merz signed them, and I became a fan of them, started messaging them on, on, like, on like MySpace and shit. Yeah. And through us talking back and forth and me being a fan of them, I, I started hooking up with them, and then me and Shaka started making music, and brought me to where I am now. Very dope. And he just moved to L.A. to Bonagasi, and uh, he's a fucking great artist, visual artist, rapper, really funny guy, and him and Zach Fox know each other because they're both from Atlanta. Okay, dope, dope, dope. And, uh... The, so for those that haven't seen it, the setup is basically y'all do like a like a preliminary round where you ask questions. Well, we actually have omitted that now. That was in the oh, okay. in, in the early episodes. Now we go straight to the shopping. Okay, because I, I like like the physical ch- like like the yeah, put have, these leather the pants challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't do the trivia, but like now we'll like do these like three rounds of one is a physical challenge. 
The next one is a competitive shopping spree where the two contestants run around the Goodwill picking out clothes based on whatever the episode's theme is. Yeah. And the final round is a runway show where they model for me and the guest judge and we decide who wore it best. And uh, are, do you also pick the guest judges or is that just done yeah, by them? Yeah, I like, you know, most of the people on it are my homies. Some of the people are Stephanie Ward's homies. Some of the people are folks that Super Deluxe wants us to bring on. But it's but it's mostly just people that, that we know that we have a good rapport with. So it's not like, you know, I, I think that's what makes it work is that it's people that we fuck with totally outside of that. Yeah. So when, like, we're on set doing this show, it's like really natural and yeah. really comfortable and it's and like the script isn't super heavy we have a lot of freedom to talk our shit and just have fun you know we're like trying on clothes being <laughs> silly in, in a goodwill during store hours yeah. by, by the way you know yeah. customers are all around us watching <laughs> us and just like what the fuck are they like doing? who's counting down like yeah straight on? up we're like yelling we're running around the store cussing people just like mo- it's mostly just hella old people walk- walking around that bitch to be oh, honest yeah. they just looking at us like okay <laughs> did do uh stop appropriating my my culture oh shit <laughs> <laughs> my culture is not your goddamn yeah. game show <laughs> <laughs> um so that's funny to me that y'all do it in front of people yeah. uh what what was like some of the things that like happens like behind the scenes that like you just didn't like expect to at the last couple ones this old guy keeps coming through and I'm pretty sure he's like drunk oh shit and he be yelling at us like normally the customers never fuck with us they don't like come up to us they don't take pictures they just like it's like whatever but the last two ones we've had more disruptions than usual and this one dude walked straight between us while we're filming and loudly said I don't give a fuck about what y'all filming and we just like okay It's like the fuck Supreme guy. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. Fuck it's this like, did and you know, did y'all get it on camera? Like, yeah. We're in a big ass store. Like, you don't have to walk walk through us. You know what I mean? Yeah, he like, yeah, he like did that us. to be like, nah, I want y'all to know I ain't fucking with what y'all doing. He had a big 7 Eleven cup. I'm pretty sure he had alcohol in it. I swear to God, man. That's how you're supposed to do it, man. Old ass white man in, in an army jacket, man. Camo jacket. Wherever yeah, yeah. you're at, fuck you. That's the alcoholic starter packet, right? <laughs> the alcoholic starter pack, the, the camel yeah. jacket, and the Seven Eleven cup. <laughs> grizzled beard, grizzled yep, not really yep. there, but also yep. still there. He was mighty Messy scruffy, hair, uh, and a, um, like a, <laughs> some form of a veteran like hat, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like the Gulf War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like had a homie with him who looked mad, embarrassed too. It's like like homie was like real meek. And Every cool. loud person has a friend that does not want to be there with them. Straight up, he was, <laughs> he was looking at us like I'm so sorry, y'all. Like, like at comedy clubs, this. you see that a lot. Like like the person that's too loud, and then the person that's at that table, like. Damn, yeah. why'd I bring his ass? Oh, man. That, that two drink you. minimum is, it got my boy fucked. <laughs> He's jerk. <laughs> we also had this old man that came up last time. <laughs> During like while while we weren't doing a doing a take, he was like, uh, "Who's the director?" I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> why?" Because we just had a lady like uh, bitch at us, right? So we're thinking, "Oh, this nigga trying to complain," and he was like, "Nah, um, man, I got something funny to say. Can I can I walk on?" And we were like, "You know what? Fuck it. Come on." 
And honestly, he just came on and said a whole bunch of nothing. He like had a homophobic joke. He had an anti-nigga joke. It was like oh, he man. was he he like came on set and he started talking like a fucking black seventies movie, like the yeah. Mac or something. It was really outdated. It was like, <laughs> come on, player man. If we gonna let you walk walk on set, you gotta be way way funnier, man. Way way funnier. Man. I had a, a buddy growing up who his stepdad talked like an old pimp. Yes, he'd be like. Cat, you need to do your homework. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, just put some pimping on it. I was like, oh my God. Horrible, man. I, I, Say that shit. <laughs> I think your stepdad's a pimp. <laughs> Say that shit, man. You ain't no pimp. And he was like flirting with like one of the camera girls. He was no, fucking, shit. <laughs> this, this nigga was being wildly I inappropriate. Get on the fucking you know, Goodwill plant over here. Y'all got the juice? Like, sounds like everyone's just having a good time. <laughs> he walks up to her and says, baby girl, if you weren't so ethnic, <laughs> oh shit, I'd be into you. <laughs> He said he had the, and he had the yeah, racist yeah. jokes. Straight up, straight racist. up. And, he had that and those like, are always the people that think they're the funniest. Like, I, I know I have an edgy sense of humor. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, dude, you suck. Trash. <laughs> uh, Trash, man. One of my other favorite guests is uh, Aunt Freckle. She's hilarious. Check her out on Instagram. She fucking came on set and was wilding out. She was making boys get her snacks. That's she, like, she like pulled out a rug for her, for her outfit, came out the dressing room, hopped in the rug, rolled in it, rolled down the aisle. <laughs> Big shout out to Aunt People Freckle. are really Love taking her. liberties in, in, into nuancing their, uh, their, 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 uh, runways. Yeah, <laughs> man. They're modeling. And I also love the show because we can get different kind of folks on it it's not just comedians right. we get rappers right. on it we get actors on it like oh, yeah. but buddy I, was goddamn hilarious on it yeah <laughs> uh, buddy big shout out to him he just dropped a new album so go get it before we get back into the music i wanted to know if you had any uh game show like host in mind that you shape your style out of like from not at all. I ain't never seen a game show host that I liked. I swear to God. <laughs> Not a Wayne Brady guy. Foot packs. Foot packs. Say Jack. Fuck all the niggas was 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 a little corny to me, man. I, I swear to God, man. I swear to God. I I can't co-sign none of them. Can't co-sign Wayne. Can't co-sign Steve Harvey. Can't co-sign none of y'all. Damn. Man. You said fuck Drew Carey. Fuck them all. Drew Carey can't co-sign them. I'm I'm sorry, baby. But I'm but I'm glad that they're doing their thing. It's just not my my cup of tea. Steve I feel Harvey, like fuck you in that suit. I feel like they uh. <laughs> They like directing their uh, sense of humor and their style towards a demographic that's not me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, getting back to the music, you've got a lot of singles. <laughs> yeah, and you got a lot of singles, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got a lot of singles you just Smart. dropped. You dropped uh, a little while back, you dropped the Snack Pack EP and then the Full Circle oh, yeah. EP. I almost forgot I dropped that bitch. <laughs> what? Uh, full. Uh, I love the, the title track. Is probably like one of my f- like favorite deeper songs from you from Full Circle. Thank you. But uh, w- what was your he- like headspace there? Because you worked with uh, from Blended Babies. Well, what, yeah, uh, my boy Jay Keller. Yeah, yeah. So on that one, well, my headspace with that shit. First, we made the Cardi song like a year ago. I was like, I, right, I right, just cool. Then we made the Cool Whip song. Me, him, and uh, Lucas Gorham, aka Heaven. He plays the guitar and the keys on that bitch. And uh, the Cool Whip song, I was like, yo, I'm, yo, I'm feeling this. Oh, okay, we own to something, we own to something. Then I pulled up solo, and we made the Full Circle track. And I was feeling real introspective that day. Yeah. And after knocking out that one, I was like, man, let's drop this as like a little three-song joint, you know? Yeah. Jay, Jay Keller, man, he's a good dude. I, I worked with him before. Me, him, and, and Asheroth made a bunch of music a few years ago. 
Uh, man, I've, I've done shit with his group, Blended Babies, too, man. And he's a he's a real ace, man. He's a real musical, cool guy from the, the Midwest. But Blended Babies have like a like a, a like a certain sound about them. Like yeah. when you hear it, like you know that like, like it was produced by them. Yeah, but it, it's top top notch. You got you gotta love them, and I, I, especially like because they worked like ex, like exclusively like on an Asher Roth tape. I remember that. Yeah, too. They, I did a and, whole Asher that, Roth that album. Whole, yeah, that whole thing from top to bottom was was a nice little masterpiece. What is that one called? Retro Hash? Am I right? No, no, no. Retro Hash was afterwards. Uh, that one was Paps called... Paps and Jazz, is that it? Yes, it was Paps okay. and Jazz. Paps and Jazz was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Retro Hash was his album afterwards. He was Word. Gonna, he was going to do the uh, the Too Much Orange album, but then the Frank Ocean put out uh, Channel Orange, you know? Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. And so he changed the name of his album. Damn, Ash, you, you should have told me that one. Yo, Asheroth, big shout out to him. That nigga is so cool, man. I miss him. He don't live in L.A. no more. He back in Philly, man. Oh, but. there you go. Nice fucking guy, man. Love him. Like, I feel like a lot of time when people say someone is like a nice guy, it's like a slight, it's like an offhand, yeah. a backhanded compliment. But I really mean it, man. Asheroth, very fucking cool dude. Very humble, positive, chill-ass yeah. dude. And I miss him a y- lot, y'all's music, Huge fan of college. Y- <laughs> huge fan of college. <laughs> y- y'all's music is kind of like a kindred spirit. Like, I get, like, the, the same positive vibes and the same, like, like storytelling from both of y'all. Yeah, man. I love him. And, and, and he's also mad adventurous. Like, he is always looking to make different styles, different kinds of music, stretch, do fucking singing, rapping, have some instruments on it, have straight beats on it. He's mad versatile. And and the niggas a spitter. There we go. And you got, got let me count one, two, three, four, five, six singles, right? That you dropped this year, or any of those for the album? I haven't lost count. No, no, not none, at all. None of them. None okay. of them are for my Goals, upcoming Focal album, two, man. Uh, not another day. Put it back, which I like the artwork for. Put it back. Thank you, man. Shout out to my boy Xavier. He made it at Cartoon Hustler with a K. There you go. And then Ben Down. So none of those are for an album. Those are just you not having fun. Those are all one-off singles, um, man. So I've really got into a mode in the in the last year and a half where I made so much music and I didn't want to just sit on it. Yeah. Because I felt it it'd be kind of silly to just like keep it all. And and even with those records out, I still got a lot of shit that I haven't put out. Yeah. But I want to just get it out there in a way that was like quick and just consistent. I told myself that I wanted to drop one or two singles every month this year. Nice. In between all of my projects. And on each of those, I, I want to try a different sound, different producer, you know, and just see, see see what works, see what fits, see what feels good to me. Yeah. You know, see what my, my audience likes, see if I pick up some new fans from it, see what it's like to perform it afterwards. And if I feel really good about it, maybe I'll go in a direction that's a full project off of one of those singles. Yeah. But uh, the, the album I have coming up, man, it's a fucking doozy. It's called 10,000 Hours, man. And why, do they call, why are you calling it that? Because I felt like I've gotten to a point in my life as a musician where I really know my voice and I know my sound more than I ever have before. And I feel really confident about what I want to say and how I want to say it. And I think it took years and years of work to get to that point. If you I had to estimate feel, around 10,000 hours. <laughs> well, well, it comes from like the Malcolm Gladwell quote where he says in, in one of his books that um, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. Okay. You know, and I think that there's something to that, you know, like, this is also the great quote from, from Miles Davis that it takes a while to sound like yourself. I think that's true. I think your first crack at something is really pure and a good representation of of your realest sound. 
but I think over time that can change and get diluted from just growing and trying different stuff. You might stray from that sound or find another sound that is more like you. But I think throughout that whole whole journey, at the at a certain point, you really can stop and be like, all right, this is who I am. This is my music. This is my art. This is what I represent. Very for sure. <laughs> that was very concise. Yeah. <laughs> you just blew my mind over here. Uh, I almost cried. <laughs> so, and you said that there's uh, you know different styles of tracks on this one. And, yeah, and that's something that you're you know you've been working on. Country uh, song. Country yeah. song. Uh, w- do you have like a like a certain amount of tracks you like 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 you're looking at for this album or? Yeah. So the album is uh, 14 songs. It's a little 20, under 40 minutes. Yeah, the album's coming out September 28th on Don Giovanni Records. It's uh, the main producer for it is this dude Heaven. Uh, his name Lucas Gorm. He's he's from Houston. I've known him most of my my life. We we used to be roommates when I first moved to LA recently. Um, on um, when I first moved to LA on this recent trip, you know what I mean, back in 2016. And he's a mad versatile dude, multi-instrumentalist, and he really comes from like a background that's that's diverse. He's like played in the church, he's played in rock bands, he's he's worked with rappers, he's worked with R and B singers. It doesn't limit. He's like himself. done country shit. And I really wanted to incorporate all of his styles in, in, in this album. Um, cause I never really had that opportunity, you know, to like work with a guy who can really come at any genre yeah. and do it really well and, and, and do it in a way that sounds authentic. So I wanted to explore that. And um, basically the whole album started because when, when him and I lived together, we would just make music all the time, just make it for fun, right? Just make dozens <laughs> like, and like, dozens like, of songs. Warming up, you know? Like, yeah, just, yeah, just like, you know, we like wake up and if we had a funny idea, we'd make a song or like getting home from a bar, we'd make yeah. a song just like when, whenever we felt like. And after a year of doing that, we took a look at a lot of these recordings and we're like, damn, maybe we could form an album out of this. And then I looked at some music that I've been making with, with some other producers and I brought in tracks that I thought really felt with the same vibe of the stuff me and Heaven made. And we just knocked it out for like the last six months or so are just like refining it and like getting it right and we finally made this fucking album and I think it's my best shit yet now what does a Fat Tony country song sound like like, like country music kind of has like the same guidelines for subject matter yeah like to me so. well, the, well the song that I make first of all it ain't like Florida Georgia line or no shit it yeah. ain't no like crossover shit yeah it's like classic country with straight instruments yeah it's just guitar it's lap steel it's it's my voice ain't no beat under it the, the whole drums is just Lucas banging with, with his hands and, and like a pen like, like cafeteria style yeah um and that whole song started with this producer Swartz. He brought the track to us with with his chorus on it, and he had a full beat to it, like kind of like a trap beat. Yeah. But also had the like country guitars on it, right? And we made a track to it, and I was feeling it, and then I had a thought like, man, I I don't know, just some something felt real corny about the, doing the, a country the crossover, crossover shit aspect, with, with like a trap beat. Under yeah, so, it. drop so, the drums. Yeah, so I so I muted all the beat parts of it, and I yeah. only kept the live guitars yeah. that uh, Lucas played, and it just opened itself up, man. It's just it's it's like me trying to make my like Rolling Stones wild horses. You know what I mean? Yeah, very dope. It's you, crazy though that just taking the like doing less, not you know what I mean, like taking some of it off. 
can actually, like you said, it opens it up where, like, yeah. you're not forcing it. You're just, oh, this is more of a traditional right. version of what I'm, like, what this would sound like anyway. And so you didn't have to, like, I don't know, trap it up. <laughs> base yeah, the fuck yeah, out no, because, like you said, like, like it, the crossover just, it's been done. It sounds, yeah, it just, I, it's, it was just never, I was never fucking with that personally. Yeah. You know, Nelly I, and Tim I, McGraw can eat a dick. No, well, actually, you know, you know what? Their song's awesome, but just all the stuff that's come after it, I just yeah. think it's just kind of like cheesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like it'd be real typical for me to do that, and it's more of a left field approach to be like, no, nigga, I'm I'm making real ass country music. Yeah, very dope. What is Charge It to the Game? Charge to the Game is a group with me and my boy Kyle Mapson. Kyle makes all the beats. Um, we uh, put it out on Waves label, Ghost Ramp, and it's really just me and Kyle having fun, man. He's a funny-ass dude, one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my entire fucking life. And when we get on a song, I just want to rap as hard as possible, make as many jokes as possible, <laughs> and have him just wild out on the beats, man. All the beats are influenced by, like, an industrial thing, like early Nine Inch Nails or early ministry-style shit. And, um... Not, it's, it's like just us wilding out, man. The, the the industrial sound with you rapping your ass off, like you get those like uh those like uh gorilla type moments, like like the gorillas, you know. Oh like, yeah, you, I, I definitely got like a couple of those vibes. Uh, jamming that one out, it's like eighteen tracks, right? Yeah, it's it's a fucking long ass <laughs> album, man. It's a long ass <laughs> album. You can definitely tell that y'all were on a vibe on that one, though. Yeah, we uh made it at um I like homie from this group clipping. We made it at at his house. He like mixed it for us. Um, and yeah, it's just like, you know, Kyle's crazy because Kyle makes so many beats. Yeah. Like Kyle will sit and make like fucking 30 beats in like one sitting and he'll want to make a track to all of them hoes. <laughs> so on this album, we like use every track that he, he, he fucking came up with. He's just like, yo, this is our album. Make a song to every one of these. Call me when you're done writing it and we'll go in the studio. <laughs> I have a I have a buddy that's like that. Like like he loves to make music. Like yeah. one time I got uh, the track sounds, you know, out here. Yeah. He, he had put on his twitter like hey i got like 70 beats with like i lost the tracking all the blah 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 who wants them and i didn't know this guy at the time like my buddy at the time and i told him about it because i just got like a seven free beats from someone else like last week yeah. i was like man if you were here for the 70 beats man you probably would have made a song to every single one that's his type of work ethic though he, he he hears that funky sound or that sound he just literally will we'll sit there do a whole song this is brad i was telling you yesterday yeah. he turn around and go that's a hit. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. Damn, man. Like, <laughs> we got a hit on our hands. <laughs> I think it's, uh, man, I feel kind of, I, I feel two ways about this, honestly. I'm kind of conflicted on it because I love making tons of music. Yeah. Like, I lo obviously, I put out fucking a, a million singles. <laughs> I'm addicted to making music, but I also want to scale back some, too, because I feel like you've got to really make sure that every song isn't just good you got to make it great and yeah. i don't want to spread myself too thin by doing too much putting out too much music the, the current I, the currency i don't want to like get yeah, the currency of it but i also you know i i have a need to make music you yeah. know what i mean like it's not like I'm, I'm not having fun if a few weeks go by and i'm not making songs so in my life as a songwriter, right now, I'm trying to find a healthy balance of, like, 
putting my best foot forward and making the best music possible and, and really going out there, living my life and experiencing enough shit to make the best songs and also not like wasting my time just yeah. like doing middle of the road shit or wasting you know? your fans time like, like, like yeah by putting out some stuff that you you know like i like, think if you make shit all the time like you're bound to make some duds yeah and i just want to like i just want to have a little more control over that man yeah. i just want to make sure that i'm doing the best work and i'm not fucking around and i'm not wasting my time or anybody else's time and i don't want to waste my best lyrics and my best voice yeah. on some shit that ain't gonna go nowhere Smart, you uh you recently dropped the uh, the swerving video. I love that. Thank you. Uh, and uh, uh, prior to that, the the money all around. I, there's a scene in there. It's probably only two seconds long in the money all around video, uh, where you're. It looks like you're just partying with some random Asian people. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there there is no reference to these people. They are not in any other scene. They are in one scene, and like. At a location that was not even in the video. Like, yeah. What is that? Like, where did that come about? We was in um, <laughs> this part of town called Little Tokyo, and, and we're filming a scene where I was getting cameos from, like, Ill Faded and a bunch of my, yeah. my homies. And this dude saw us turning up, dancing to the song, and he started dancing, just, like, looking at us. And we're like, bro, you want to join us? And he ran over and danced, like, the, the whole song with us, and they just used that, that little <laughs> clip of it. <laughs> I watched that and I was just like, man, that is, that is random. But then you got, the, you just dropped the swerving video. Yeah, swerving video, man. It's my favorite video that I dropped this year. I swear to God, man. The money all around video, it's all right to me. But that swerving video, that's the fucking, that one really hits home. And I love that it's so simple. It yeah. exudes Fat Tony. It's so yeah. simple. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's, I don't know, maybe like four locations max. And they all seem like they're relatively close. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like swerving video more than the money video because I feel like swerving video is more me, more of my personality, more of my vibe. Yeah, and that's what I want to push for it at at all times. You feel me? What What was like like what you just like? I'm gonna have guy dancing. Like what was like the idea? So another thing I do is when I make a video, I really like to rely on the director's treatment because I feel like I've given my part by making a song right. and I, I want somebody else's vision to come in there because I want it to be, you know, I, I want it to be some shit that hopefully I wouldn't have thought about, you know, something different. Yeah. So the director, Cal, who uh, directed short film, More Than a Feeling, he came to me and was like, yo, I want to make a video for Swerving. I have this buddy, Dan, who every time we like, go out to party and get drunk, he dances his ass off. Mm -hmm. He loves to dance he and he dances it. really like wildly and like flails around. He was like, yo, I think it'd be funny to have a video with just him dancing and you performing the song. Yeah. And that's exactly what we fucking did. Were you like, oh, I gotta see him dance? <laughs> well, he had, he you know what? Uh, we like had suit? a meeting. Yeah. We, we, we had a motherfucking <laughs> meeting before the video where like he just told me about how much he loves dancing and, and like what it means to him and, and like how it's a release for him. Like, I'm like, all right, this boy is really, really about it. And then when we actually did it, the first scene that we shot is a is an opening right on the LA River. Yeah. And that was enough for me. Yeah. Like, I you thought sold, that he was going to dance a little bit, but that motherfucker gave it his all. Oh, yeah. He ripped his pants. He ripped his pants. At, at what point in the shoot did he rip his pants? That was, <laughs> like, day two. Yeah. 
maybe the middle of the day and then he ripped and we were like you know what I think we're done for the day man we're gonna have to get <laughs> some new pants and reconvene in a, a later song. period I appreciate that <laughs> but yeah that motherfucker was sweating his ass off dancing his ass off he has he had a fucking workout if man. you haven't seen the video yet definitely go and watch that Swerving Fat Tony YouTube if you know me and I haven't forced you to watch it yet then I'm not sure <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I've been showing it to everyone who doesn't stop me wow thank you damn the other, the other day I got off a call with someone and right before we wrapped up they were like uh, man because I had reposted like the clip onto my story and he was just like that fat Tony guy is, is fucking crazy like that song is great but the video is just something else yeah and I was just like hey bro I'll tell I'll pass the word along uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of it is when you're sitting like by the pool yeah and you have your arms behind you and you're like this shimming yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like this is I don't know why I love it so much. Like, you know what? And I don't skip to it. I'm just like, I can't wait for that part. You know what, man? I feel like there's something really, there's there's an endearing quality to Dan's dancing in that video. Yeah. Like, just like seeing him give it his all. And this is what I'm talking about in the song about me giving him my all and really loving what I do and, and not giving up on all the things that I really believe that I really believe in I feel like it just matches you yeah. know seeing seeing his passion visually and hearing me sing about my passions it like really hits and I didn't expect that when I made the video like just yeah. making it felt like oh this, this is gonna be something fun and kind of like funny but watching the final product I'm like damn like this took, this took a, your personality and it, it really showed yeah there's like a bit more you're to really this dancing it's beautiful on that, is it a scion that you're dancing on Kia a Kia that's right <laughs> and I was like this is so it's so perfect yeah you just, you know, I don't think anyone's like even thought about a scion like in years man. yeah I don't, I don't think they make them anymore razor of cars like, was, that's a great way to put it cause you weren't sure if, you weren't sure if you liked it or not but it, no, you saw it I was pretty sure I did not like it. <laughs> but you saw it. People yeah, liked it. So yeah. like, am I, is it me? Do I not get it? Am I the scion of people? Oh, like, shit. What's going on? Yeah, you ain't the scion of people, Thanks, bro. bro. I promise. Though. Yo, my boy, back back in high school, who was like one of the first of my friends to have a car, I had a fucking scion. It was a box <laughs> Yo, car. they were mad affordable, too. And so like, a lot of kids, didn't, like, it was a lot of kids' first car. Or like the graduation car they got. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, t- awesome. Tell us more about fi- Found Me Mac. Oh, great. Found Me is a magazine that me and my boy Matthew do. Um, it's it, it really is a profile of just Houston people that we fuck with. Yeah. Whether they're a professional or, or an amateur or have a career in their passion or just use their passion as a hobby. We started it a couple years ago because we got the Idea Fund grant from uh, Diverse Works and Andy Warhol Foundation and, and Project Row House. And... It's just an outlet for like us to profile people that we love that we feel like don't get a lot of shine, yeah. you know, because in like media, I feel like people only really talk to you if you have a product to sell, if you have a book coming out or an album coming out or like a hot show going on. But if you're just a talented person that's just doing what you do mostly for yourself, you don't get much love. You yeah. don't get much much awareness, especially here in Houston. And we wanted to correct that. We want to put people on display that we believe are making something that's really tight. Whether you're a chef or a wrestler or a photographer yeah. or a rapper, like it doesn't matter. You know, we're not closed-minded when it comes to it. And we're working on issue two right now. Do y'all do those physically or is it online? We do a physical version of it. We don't do it online because 
we feel like the way to really experience it is to in hold his, in his for phys- sure in its physical form. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, you know, like we have a PDF of it that we share, like on an internal level. Yeah. If we want to show somebody what we're doing, but of course, we, we don't want it to be an online magazine. Our our best presence online is our Instagram, but even there, we don't like to share most of the magazine's content. We, we want you to actually come and pick, pick it, up it up and like, yeah. like feel it because we put a lot of work into it, man. It's uh, me and Matthew doing it, and our art director is one of my best friends Stephen Wilson and does the name of the magazine come from uh, the, from Zero uh, yeah like I, like I found me absolutely yeah. comes from Z- okay, Zero dope, song dope. which that was the first Zero song I ever heard and I was like really? <laughs> love this guy yeah that song's amazing when, when me and Matthew were like trying to come up with a name for it we were really getting heavy into that song and, and just thinking about it's a heavy like, song to get into <laughs> yeah just like thinking about like what he's trying to come across, what 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 he's trying to put across in that song, and how it reflected what we wanted to do with this magazine. You know, through people's passions, a lot of people really find themselves and like get a better understanding of like who they are. Like, I can definitely say through, through my music, I learn more about myself than I could just living my like day to day life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like get to really hear who I am. Like a lot of time, I'm making a song. And I listen back to it, and I'm like, "Damn, that's how I really feel about something." It's just, it's, it's just so much clearer when it's right in front of you or like down on paper. Right. And we wanted to really expose that and show people that you can find that through whatever it is you do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a great thing because as a kid, I dreamed of being a writer for like a magazine like I used to want to write for like a music magazine or a video game magazine and and my boy Matthew he's a full time professional he's written for everywhere for for fucking Paper City for Pitchfork he's he's all over the place and um, this is just a cool way where I get to live out one of my dreams you know yeah that's awesome and And help share other people's dreams by, by highlighting them that that used to like growing up, that was something I always like. I always wanted to get into was like like it was magazines back then. You know, were you know, more popular. You know, and so yeah. like then that was like the way news actually got things got around. Word got around about things like that. So to have a, a magazine, where could they grab that at? So it's at Wired Up Records and Tapes and uh, Montrose. We have the first issue out now. I honestly don't know if there's any left of that store. But if there ain't any, holler at us. We're, we're foundmemag at gmail.com. We're also at foundmemag on Instagram and on Twitter. Message us. We always respond. And we're looking for, like, submissions, too. You know, a lot of the work in the magazine is stuff that folks send us, whether it's a poem or it's photography yeah. or it's a personal essay. Like, we're really open to you sharing your own work and us putting that on display. Yeah. It, it isn't just us picking out people and just doing interviews with them we we take work that you want to present um and even when we interview folks we don't do the traditional like question answer question answer because i think it's kind of cheap to put too much of the journalist's voice in the article yeah so i like to remove our voice totally and have it just be be your words so when i do an interview I transcribe it and I take your quotes and I piece them together to form a narrative. Yeah. So I might take a sentence you said here and put it first and it's and 
and since you said in another place and put a second and just kind of form it so it's in a first person narrative and it's you talking and it's not just me being like oh I, oh, oh, I went to meet them at a Axelrad at 6 p.m. and it was a windy night. Like I don't want to put my is voice. Shot, in are there. you shooting shooting shots at us, man? This is all, <laughs> this is this is all about <laughs> you. You know what yeah. I mean? I got a couple more, and we'll get to the fan questions. Cool. I know you got to get out of here. I say it's two or three. Uh, whenever you want to wrap, let us know. Cool. Uh, I want to know how the the pussy riot. Do you, do you show mind was. if I go piss? Yeah, go ahead. Good. This is how <laughs> It's not live, so yeah. Cool, like I'm gonna just live. pause it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. Yes, sir. And we're back. Yeah, bitch, we back up in this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I want to know how the, uh, the 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 protest with Pussy Riot went. They don't call them shows. Pussy Riot, yo. First of all, big shout out to Nadia from Pussy Riot. Love her. I had a great time playing that show. It was one of my favorite shows I ever did because it wasn't just a traditional concert. Right. We had an activist speak and open up the show from Black Lives Matter in Minneapolis. There was a video shown that Pussy Riot made and they had me perform who's totally different style than Pussy Riot's music how did, and then Pussy how did Riot Delta come, like, how did that happen how does how does, like you said y'all are two totally different styles so well, how does, we have some friends in common she's signed to my homeboy's label okay. called Nice Life it's owned by this, uh, this this producer named Ricky Reed me and him dropped a song last year called Son of God and I was at the studio one time hanging out with like the A&R, my, my nigga Bradley. And um, man, this is, that sounds funny to say that. My nigga Bradley. It, it, was, <laughs> it, like, it, it was weird how it sprinkled into the conversation. It was like the, AR, the A&R and then. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm fucking with Brad and uh, Nadia's there. And me and her met for the first time and we just chopped it up and we hit it off. And then she messaged me months later and was like yo I'm planning some LA shows do you want to get on one of them and uh put me on that, that bitch and it was so much fun man it was great playing for her audience because they're kids who are super diverse like like there's kids from every background there's yeah. like queer kids there's men there's women there's everybody there and they all came there to hear music with like a message and they're super open minded. And it's just nice to play for people who aren't just there to party only. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that's cool. That's always cool. Cause we we gonna have a good time and we're gonna turn it up regardless. But right. To see people who are there to listen like a person speak or watch a documentary and then hear some rap music and, and then hear some electronic music and some punk music and a little bit of everything. Like, you said you did some Ramones that, that night too, huh? Or? Oh, well, I do that at, at, at every show. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, and I perform California Sun because I moved to California. And, um, you know, it's just my way of letting niggas know where I'm at these days. There you go. Okay, okay. I, I got one more for you, then we'll get into these fan questions. Uh, I want to know what went down on uh, Ill Fate's 30th birthday. Okay. <laughs> so we killed a guy. We were on tour <laughs> in 2014. Yeah, and it was the first time they'll fade a tour with me. He was my DJ, and it was my first time going to Vegas. We played a Vegas show, and then 
kept going on tour and had an off day. So on our off day, we decided to drive back to Vegas for his birthday. And honestly, <laughs> we just did some Vegas shit. <laughs> we got drunk as shit. Yeah. Drunk in a bitch. Like, like, drunk to the point where I'm just like, I can't drink anymore. It's just not because I'm too fucked up, but it was just got boring. Yeah. It's like I'm so drunk, I'm sober. Exactly. <laughs> I was so drunk, I was sober. <laughs> I was like getting bored. Like, can we go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why people in Vegas do, um, what's that thing? Uh, cocaine. Yeah. Word. Well, <laughs> unforeseen, there was no coke there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think we like... What did we drink? We were drinking some Lamaritas. Uh-oh. We like started the day off drinking those, right? We yeah. like went to Walmart, drank some Lamaritas. Our boy Ghost was in like the the, the little area where you get cash yeah. or you like get a check cash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he met a dude in a fucking line that was selling weed. Nigga bought an ounce of weed uh, and a pack of Lamaritas, and that's how we began. From the same guy? No, no. no. <laughs> no that'd be dope. Same, hey, yo, I got some Lamaritas. <laughs> we got the Lamaritas from the Walmart and the weed from the guy's car in the Walmart parking lot, right? There you go. And that was like 3 or 4 p.m., and just from there, we just kept drinking. I'm, I'm pretty sure we took shots. We uh, stayed downtown at the El Cortez. It's like $30 a night in downtown Vegas. Nice. <laughs> all right. Got your money's worth. <laughs> Got all motherfucking money's worth. They don't and have anyone that people. cleans the rooms, but it's $30 a night. And you, you don't, don't ask go, questions. You only go in there to sleep. Straight up. Yeah. We were barely in that bitch. I yeah. swear to God. But we just met some cool people and, and just like, just, just went bar hopping, man. <laughs> like we were just cutting up, being fucking loud and obnoxious. Yeah. And, you know, just our homeboy Ghost, who is with us, is one of the, the craziest motherfuckers of all time. He actually lives in Baton Rouge right, right now and oh, just okay. drove here last night five hours to come kick it with me. Oh, shit. Hell of a guy. He uh, used to be an engineer for Pimp C. Like he's a he's a very talented audio engineer, one of the fucking best, bro. But um, he he was on that tour, documenting everything, filming it, and even though it was Ill Fate's birthday, I'm pretty sure Ghost got the drunkest of all of us, man. We've had some we've had some hilarious drunken encounters with, with Ghost, man. I'll never forget this one time. Ghost was so fucked up that it was like annoying us because we're like trying to take care of his ass, right? Yeah. And like, the, the, the drunk Fade. taking care of the drunk. <laughs> yes. Or the drunker. Fucking blind leading the blind. Yeah, yeah. God. But we like hanging out with Ghost and Ghost is so fucked up. He's like, yo, I'm gonna get another beer. We like... You don't need it, bro. Ghost goes and orders a beer, walks back, throws up, uh, and gets in the beer. Oh, God he damn. He drank it. This oh, nigga drank it, bro. <laughs> we like, bro, get a new one at least. He's like, nah, nah, man, I'm good. It, it all my no bitch. It, it all came from the same place. <laughs> we fucking dropped him off. He, like, gets out the car. As soon as he gets out the car, he fucking stumbles, hits his head on the concrete. Oh, man. We just like, ghost, man. I hope you don't forget that lump, bro. Yeah. Woke up like, hey, what did we do last night, man? Look at ass. <laughs> and that was pre-Vegas. So imagine oh, what shit. he was doing yeah. out there. <laughs> hey, my mouth tastes like Come. throw up beer. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. You did some shit last night. Straight up. 
that's the worst when you wake up you got that hot ass breath from the fucking the night before you drank too much maybe threw up a little too much damn man i <laughs> damn it's it, it's been a long time since i threw up from fucking drinking but i but i feel like niggas throw up from like drinking when they just out of control like it takes a lot to vomit yeah alcohol, right? yeah you gotta really be mixing shit yeah up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking alchemy. I'm gonna take a shot of whiskey. I'm gonna take a shot of tequila. Right. I'm gonna have mixing a all my liquors, having the beers. Oh man, nah man. They, they had it's that, never worth it. They had who was it? There was a video. Oh, fuck, it was someone like trying their first beer with Post Malone. And so, oh, fuck, it wasn't Young Boy. It wasn't NBA Young Boy. It was somebody. Somebody having their first beer ever. But it, but the whole thing was like. How 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 have you had lean before you had beer? Straight up, bro. <laughs> always rapping about lean. Yeah, I said, uh, you know, li- like take the old liquor ad. It's just uh, lean before beer. You're in the clear, man. Ah. <laughs> uh, let's get into these fan ones. Let's see fa- what the fans want, man. Let's see what the fans want. Uh oh, don't ask him what's in his canister. <laughs> it's in his canister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Did y'all see the video of Lil Wayne accidentally dropping his cup of lean? Nah. The way, like, the instant reaction is fucking great because he's just like, oh no! <laughs> like, he was very concerned, but in a non Lil Wayne voice. Like, yeah. it was very, like, he was Dwayne Carter at that yeah. at that moment, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Then you drop lean, that's expensive, bro. That's an- have uh, y'all sip lean? I have not. I've tried lean a couple times, man. It's not really for me, bro. Cause the next day you're so drowsy, like it is. I can't do it. It's so for me that I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. honestly. Well, I don't want to do my. I don't want to do my liver like. That. <laughs> honestly, I should, I saw oh, we were like watching a basketball game and like everyone's just kind of like leaned out, you know, leaning out, and then the game got close and people started coming back to life. I was like, but I, I mean, I was feeling it, you know. Yeah. I was a, but I was like, man, I'm really like, I feel good. Like I'm not feeling down. I'm feeling good. Now I can see why people drink too much of this shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Personally, man, I I could never get down with like downer drugs, man. Personally, yeah. man, I couldn't fuck with like all of my experiences, like taking like, man, I took Xanax once in college. Yeah. And I remember we like went to this club called the Pink Monkey. Okay. Back in the day in downtown Houston, man. Yeah. Probably before y'all time, Just right? Just a little bit. Anybody listening out here that's been to the Pink Monkey, y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Where was it, it at? You're on a Xanax right now. Where was it at? <laughs> It was, um, it's it's downtown by that Chase Bank. You feel me? <laughs> you gotta by be the, a little more the, specific. By the old post office. Okay. So and it turned into another club. I think it turned to a club called Kryptonite. Okay. Later on, but anyway, I remember was, hearing about. I remember like, Kryptonite. It was just like a popping ass hood club, right? Yeah. So we went there. It's my first time taking a Zan, and I was with my college buddies and. Out of the four guys, three of them I went to high school with and the middle school with, so yeah. I knew them really well. But the fourth guy, we just met him in like like college, and he was mad shady. Yeah, nigga was mad shady. And I remember I was in the club. I was like eighteen or something, so I wasn't drinking. I'm just off the Xanax. Right. And I passed out. Yeah. And I woke up, and I was like missing some like weed I had. And my boy Patrick told me, "Yo, when like you was." sleep that boy went in your pockets and took your fucking weed out 
and it just dawned on me. It's like, man, if this shit makes it so it's easier for me to get robbed, right? I can't fuck with it. That's fair. Yeah. I uh-huh. can't do it. A hundred percent. I never fuck with that dude again, man. Incapacitated. I can't his, his, his fucking name, but he was a bitch, bro, man. If Patrick, Keith. Terrence, if y'all listening to this, y'all know who I'm talking about. He's a bitch. He's a bitch for life, man. <laughs> oh, How you gonna steal your that, partner weed, man? And I hope he didn't really get high off that weed either. Uh, it, it, it was some bullshit weed. It was yeah. some Reggie. You know, I was a teenager. Yeah, he, so he, stole, he stole some Reggie from I was already sand out. I didn't need good weed. <laughs> <Yeah. too. laughs> All right, so IG user uh, Oh, the Summer of 99 wants to know the best advice you've ever received. The best advice I ever received. The best advice I ever received is don't believe your own hype. And I think that is something that you can in, incorporate in your life no matter what you do. I think it's real easy to lose track of yourself and what makes yourself tight when you start believing in all the praise that people give you. And, and not like believing in it like... You deserve it, but you, know, you, you don't need you to... You just can't let it go to your head because yeah. I think it distracts you from what got you there in the first place. Because what gets people to the level of getting praised just working hard and like feeling like they got something to prove and they got other levels to go but I think when you start to believe you're on hype you're just like oh nigga I'm good I can do whatever like I'm nice I, I, I already made it and I feel like that's never a way to look at anything that you want to prosper in like right. whether it's your job or if you're an artist especially if, if you're an artist because I think there's so much ego attached to being an artist that if you start to believe you're on hype you kind of just come off as like an asshole sometimes yeah. even if you don't mean to you know what I I mean so yeah that's that's my absolute best advice and i feel like that has helped me from being a dick in many situations and it's kept me feeling humble and just feeling like just like feeling like a person man you just you you, you can't let shit go to your head just like taking in strides take it with a grain of salt you know be like thankful for it but just keep it moving man you can't let that become your identity right Reddit, uh, Reddit's weird because they want to remain anonymous. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but probably because if you look up the Reddit history and that, and suddenly they're weirdos. Uh, but uh, this anonymous Reddit user would like to know what the best candy bar is of all time. The best candy bar, man. When I was a kid, I used to love Kit Kats. Kit Kats. I used to fuck up a Kit Kat because I like the little crisp shit inside. You feel me? Yeah, was like a wait. Uh, is it a wafer? Or what? Yeah, yeah, wafer, wafer. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. a wafer. It's a wafer. Yeah, yeah. Personally, now my my favorite candy bar yeah. is the Ritter Sport, the like German candy bars or yeah. chocolate bars, and I like to get the dark chocolate with almonds inside of it. I can't okay. commit to the dark chocolate. Really? I can't. I you love a, chocolate. You a milk chocolate fan? I'm a milk chocolate, I'm a milk chocolate like, like 65, 75 cacao. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, bro. Everything after that is bro, like the, dicey the dark for chocolate. Me. Man, as a kid, my mom loved the dark chocolate. Yeah. I was always like, oh man, the milk chocolate sweeter is better. But in, in my old age, as, as I've refined my taste. Yes, as your palate has come into its own. <laughs> dark chocolate is so much better it's 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 that pure that fucking milk is that remix shot yeah yeah bro. yeah <laughs> straight up but it, it's kind of like it's been stepped on straight up. <laughs> but but it comes down to like it's kind of like the the remix to ignition like like r kelly wrote that before before he wrote you know, ignition so it's like i i had the remix to ignition before i had you know ignition like uh, i ain't mad at you <laughs> that's great uh, the first time i read dark chocolate was with raspberries okay like, it was like an ice cream i was like yo this 
This dark chocolate might be it. Yeah, the dark chocolate here. Try it, try it again. Try that Ritter, bro. R-I-T-T-E-R. Ritter Sport, man. It's that it's that it's that flame, bro. Back in the day, it was uh when T Pain had put out like the the IMT Pain app. Yeah. Uh, that's that's probably the last time I had dark chocolate. I was just that's a long time ago, bro. I was sitting there and I fucking hated it. And I made a song about it on the T Pain app. You lying. And then we get, went back and listened to it and I'm like out of context, this whole song sounds pretty racist. <laughs> oh, God. I never once mentioned liking other chocolate. <laughs> yeah, no. I just uh, go in saying... It was, yeah, some some, some T-Pain racism. If you didn't know I was talking about chocolate, I was like, yeah, this could never see the light of day. I'm going to go ahead and delete this. Shout out to the T-Pain app, man. Why'd you say that it keeps moving into your neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a chocolate bar. It's a chocolate bar. <laughs> You know, I guess in context, I, it was a racism song. <laughs> uh, IG user Tron Sagas, hey. uh, he's been on the show before. He wants to know what he can do to get a feature from you. Holler at me, man. FatTonyRap at gmail.com, man. Hit me up and let's talk about it. Because when it comes to features, I don't like giving a flat rate because everybody's budget is different. Yeah. If you're working with a label, that's a different price. If you're paying out of your own pocket, that's yeah. a different price. And it really depends on the music, too, because, like, yeah, this is my job, but the music I'm, I make is really important, and I won't just hop on some boots. Of course, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, damn, I looked at the camera again. <laughs> there you go, Tron. Yeah, <laughs> uh, holla at me. Seriously, bro. FatTonyRap at gmail.com. DM me, FatTonyRap, on Instagram, Twitter. Like, let's, let's fucking chop it up. Straight up. I'm always open to it. Anonymous Reddit user. Now, I don't know if you're, you're big in the Flat Earth Society. Uh-oh. But Reddit, anonymous Reddit user wants to know if you believe that the Earth is flat. I absolutely do not believe that the Earth is flat, and I really think it is despicable <laughs> that a nigga like Bob says the Earth is flat. And uh, you know, from the from the moment I first heard Bob's music, I thought he was kind of a, a flat little earther. bit lost. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his flat Earth enthusiasm has confirmed all of my suspicions. Man, I can't. You know, niggas that think the Earth's flat go somewhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like, like the most obvious thing you should know. Like, right. You're allowed to not know things in life, but the world is not flat. But the, the whole thing is that there's a conspiracy, right? Right. That like, you know, that like people, the powers that be are keeping the truth about right. our flat earth from us for right. their gains. And all the mean? science that comes out proving that it isn't flat <laughs> can't be trusted because the government is paying them, obviously. I'm I'm really fuck against people flat. that don't fuck with science, man. Like especially when it comes to environmental causes. Like, of course, I, I can't stand people that turn a blind eye to straight up fact. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like from like flat Earth to global warming to whatever cause. A global warming out there thinks BS. That's probably the, the the worst of the deniers and the, and the like the globe like the flat Earth people have fun. I don't really care if you believe yeah. the Earth is flat. That's not really changing anything <laughs> like, like yeah. that's going on. But the people that like, like deny climate change and deny that you know things are different. Things are like we we are emitting things into the air that that, that change the course of the net and people don't care because it's not going to affect us now today. You know type shit. Man, but, people. I, I hate that kind of argument that yeah. it's gonna affect the future and, and and why worry about it like man if man if you live like that you lack total compassion I swear to God big facts climate change is very serious and we need to be all aware of what we do to this fucking environment I swear to God like 
I, the people that <laughs> the people that deny that shit are also the ones that like if you were to argue it with them, you're like, well then prove it. And you're like, okay, proof you here, is, all here is here is all of the science. Now and your proof was it was hot yesterday. Yeah, or it was cold <laughs> yesterday, and normally it's not. That was the that was the craziest shit when Donald Trump tweeted like. Wow, it's the coldest winter and da 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 da. So much for all that climate change. And then someone just quotes and goes, "Actually, um, that is a like well, defining thing that will happen during this climate change is you'll experience extremes." And con- then, contrary to belief, Donald Trump is not a very bright guy. Fuck uh, him. Yeah, he uh, he believes that if you work out too much, you're draining your life force. That's why he that's why he claims he doesn't work out. Asshole. Fair, fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah he says that. Uh, I guess like your your life is like a meter, and the more you work out, the more you exacerbate that meter. Plus so Trump and everybody rocking with him. You know what? I am disappointed that uh, Kanye West used his uh, Trump praise as part of his campaign trail, mm-hmm. and not just because I'm against Trump and what his entire administration stands for. But I just think it's hella boring and really typical. Like, yeah. What a lame standard ass thing to do to go stand for Trump. Go somewhere. I feel yeah, that. it was just so thinly veiled where everybody knew like it was a troll. Like you told us your album's coming out already. Yeah, so like now even, we know this is for the even album. And if it's, it's not a troll, it's just boring. Yeah, it's boring. I feel that you fucking that. video that you put out with him and like Ti trying to have a debate. That yeah. shit was trash. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but I guess at the same time, it's like you know I got to put out something. You know, everyone's at at the at my bits here for for things that I've said. You know, I don't know. He has other. It was corny. The, the whole the whole the whole Ti track and then the video horrible song. Yeah, garbage song. It was corny. Garbage song. Yeah. I I couldn't stand watching that whole video of him and like Ti having a debate. It's two ignorant niggas duking it out. <laughs> How you feel about the uh, the in my feelings uh, like craze? Man, I not like that song, but I hate that <laughs> people just played it out so much. But yeah. I like that song. Yeah, that, that's obviously the hottest song on the album. I fucking love that it has a bounce beat to it. Yeah, I love bounce music, and I and I want to be surrounded by more bounce music in my day to day life. It just sucks that like, you know, they just ran that bitch into the ground so fast. Like God in a damn. weekend. In a weekend. God damn! In like a weekend, <laughs> they ruined the song. It was the fastest something's been played out. Straight up. Like, in history, right? It yeah, felt like history. I can't think of anything else. Like the, I've, I've the planking seen... and shit like that. Yeah, like, like, even planking lasted yeah. longer than this song. Yeah, everything yeah. else. Like, uh, that, that was wild. Fat Tony, where can the people find you on social media and all that good stuff? Man, it's at Fat Tony Rap everywhere you look. F-A-T-T-O-N-Y-R-A-P, man. Please holler at me. My DMs are open. I love to chop it up about you, about myself, about whatever, man. I'm very fucking reachable. You can find the Swerving video on YouTube, the Snack Pack, Full Circle EP, Charge It to the Game, all on uh, Fat Tony Spotify. And yes, please. I assume, uh, you Blow know, Apple Music and everything. Blow it up. Uh, f- found me mag and w- w- what's the found me mag? Uh? It's, it's at found me mag on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and if you want to holler at us direct, found me mag at gmail.com. We're open to submissions for our next issue and every issue after that. Please send us your 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 work, whether it's writing or it's photography or whatever it may be. If it's something that you want to see in print that really shows what you're passionate about, holler at us. 
Thrifts Hall also on YouTube. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, Delo- uh, uh, Super Deluxe? Or? Yes. Follow our show page on Facebook, Thrift Hall. We have this, the episodes on Facebook and on YouTube. Just just search Thrift Hall, Fat Tony. You'll find everything, man. We got a lot of hot episodes coming out. And I really appreciate the Thrift Hall this Facebook group. There's this Facebook group of folks that watch the show that posts items that they find at their thrift stores and their nice. outfits and Damn, they, that's they dope. go back and forth about what they found recently and it's just fucking cool man started its own little forum like, it's that's awesome cool. salute to all y'all we also uh, the more than a feeling short f- film coming soon yes. new album coming <laughs> September the man yeah, with the, the most plugs Yes, I, I, 10,000 Hours, my new Fat Tony album coming out September 28th on Don Giovanni Records. We start tour September 27th. We're going all over Canada, the Midwest, the East Coast, and I'm coming back to Houston to perform September 14th at Satellite Bar. That's bet. a motherfucking bet, and we'll be there too, man. Let's get it. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure having you. You're hardest working motherfucker we know thank you honestly man. Y'all, y'all and, too, and uh it literally your, your your work ethic and 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 everything about you like, like it, tra- it 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 translates over to your music clearly like like thank like you. It, it, it's it's real and your art is your own thank yeah. You. yeah seriously you put me in my feel sometimes man but i love it thank you man uh, nah, and i gotta be man i'm i'm in my feelings all the time i'm a very emotional guy yeah. ask my girlfriend about it she's gonna tell you very emo nigga right here man Oh damn! We didn't even talk about. We'll talk about Christmas next time you're on, though. We didn't even get to talk about Christmas. Yeah, Southside. We'll, we'll talk about my girl's parents <laughs> next time, man. It was quite the holiday. Southsidecollection.com, Southside Collection on all social media. Uh, Should we have any pop-ups coming up that I, off the top of your head? No. Man, ain't got no pop-ups coming you up. Need us <laughs> uh, Fat Tony, September somewhere. 14th at Satellite Bar. We'll yep. be over there selling shit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Peace. Episode 83. Peace. It was 84. Move from the H to Los Angeles. Met a girl, I can see fabulous. Might have seen me on TV like Pete and Pete. Did a tour, it felt like 30 weeks. Was down in the dumps and could barely sleep. All your money ain't the only dream. All the money ain't the only thing a nigga need. I need a little peace. Daily another corruption. Can't give up on seeking some justice. I put on some crazy busted. Ain't timid, I speak to the public. Don't need directions or on star. They need more mezcal in this little bar. Never wear jerseys or throwbacks. I'm polo down everything all round. I put on some crazy busted. I put on some crazy busted. I put on some parties on us. We really lit to it in public. We really lit to it in public. She think that she see me on BT. I'm talking shit like a smack DVD. She think that I'm groovy and brave. We kiss like Wayne and Babe. A baddie I gave her a spank. She got on her knees like her prank. I do not want to get explicit. But baby, that really was wavy. I kill it, I think I'm some shady Old nigga born in the late 80s I got some friends that are basic They keep me grounded and patient City to city I'm making An impact, don't think I'm the greatest Unless it's me on the beat, yes Bar after bar, they should thank me I put on some Cardi, some bus I put on some Cardi, some bus I put on some Cardi, some bus
on some Cardi's and Bosses. I put on some Cardi's and Bosses. Do it and call it, do it and call it.